It is one o'clock on a Wednesday. That means it's time for Post to Post. Alan Wishart and Frank People starting off the show. Reg may be joining us a little bit later, but we are going to start by going to the ice. But we're not going to talk hockey. Speed skating, then? No. Go Carolina. Well, yes, we'll get to that later. <laughs> but we are going to start by talking with Tennille Moore, who is the curling coordinator of the Prince George Golf and Curling Club. Hello, Tennille. Hi, thank you. I'm good. Good. So now, you, you're the curling coordinator. You've got a couple of events coming up that you're coordinating. Yes, yes. We have a couple big events coming up here, and our league kicks off this Friday, starting mm-hmm. with our Friday Mixed League. So... It is curling time, even though it doesn't look like it outside. Now, um, did anybody question the decision to start the leagues on a Friday the 13th? Yep, they were. (laughs) 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 There were some questions, but that's okay. They'll get over it when they get out uh, on the ice. That's right. That's right. Yep. And so now the, the league starts on Friday, and then on Saturday, you've got something happening over at the club. We have our open house, and that is, yes, as you said, this Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and our ice is open to the public, and we love having people come down, inquire about our leagues that we still have some open registration for. You'll see our list of our events that we'll have over the winter, like our Bonspiel list, and... Yeah, it's a great day to get out on the ice or bring some friends or family down, show them how to curl if you know how, or we've got instructors on the ice that we'd love to bring people out and show them how to do it. Well, coming out of COVID, how do you feel about the numbers and the the demographics of uh, the the Prince George curling community right now? No, everything's back full swing for us, you bet. Our curlers are happy to have everything back to normal, per se. Are the numbers bouncing back? A lot of sports are starting to see them getting back to about pre-COVID normal. Yes, yes, yeah. Our leagues, our numbers are back up and growing. Excellent. Okay, now, one thing I should point out, because this was something I was told very early on when I learned to curl, overhand is not a good idea. No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so now, what do you, if you're coming out to the open house on Saturday, do you have to bring anything? I just need you to bring some clean athletic shoes. So I have brooms here. I have step-on sliders. So if you just wear, like, warm athletic clothing and some clean athletic shoes, I have grippers we could put over top of your shoes to make sure you're nice and safe on the ice, and we'll get you set up. Okay. So now, you were saying you can bring some friends over, so would there be the chance for you and some friends, if you brought them over, to, like, you know, even just curl a full end just on your own, just for fun? Um, it just depends how busy my yeah. ice gets. Mm-hmm. I mean... I'd love to have you out there. If you got a group and come down, we can definitely get you out on the ice for a bit. Um, I mean, we have four sheets to fill, so mm-hmm. can make it work, I'm sure. Now, you're saying there's going to be coaches. Are there also going to be members just of the curling club there if people just have general questions about the club itself? You bet. I have a great group of volunteers that will be here with me and available to answer any questions in regards to, like I said, any of our leagues, our junior program, our Little Rock program. We have a new Sunday Sterling program. Oh. Tell me about that. What's uh, what's, what's the Sunday Sterling program? 
so sterling is um, two-person curling where there's no sweeping involved. You do not get to sweep in between the hog line. Ooh, um, it's just shot for shot. Shot for shot, yeah. You and your partner play against um, another two-person team, and you throw six rocks down. It's a great way to learn how to curl and focus on your delivery and your, you know, your rock management. It's easy to, you know, just two of you. Sometimes it's harder to manage a team of four. Mm-hmm. But this is a great little spot for people learning to curl, um, for people looking to get back into curling, and for people to make that transition if you're not able to deliver from the hack anymore. Sterling is where people can use a stick. You can still deliver out of the hack, but you can also stirl with the stick. Okay. So is the basic idea, then, like if Frank and I are on the same team, he would stand down in the house and show me where he wants me to throw the rock, and I'll be up at the other end of the hack going, no way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. And then Almost I, like a, in baseball, it's a pitching battery, right? I'm yeah. laying down the signals and you're shaking your head going, no, no, I want to throw the fastball. <laughs> no, it's a great fun little game, yeah. and they're just six ends um, where you throw six rocks down, and it takes about an hour, so it's a great little social event. It's you know, an hour out of your day, but gets you out on the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really does, you know, fine-tune your curling shots. Yeah. Even if you're a seasoned curler, it gets... Is that something that uh, we, if a, a couple of people want to take part in, they just phone the curling club up and go, hey, is Sunday free for us? Can we, we've got a, a duo that wants to give it a go? You bet, you bet. It's just We're that just casual. Yeah, it is. We do have some times allotted, like I think starting about 10.30, um, and he said he would, um, Gary Shalansky, who is kind of our Sterling coordinator, he would run like a little clinic in the beginning for anyone needing some instruction, and then we could move into a game from there, yes. Very good. Love it. Now, one other question, and this is a big one for a lot of people listening out there. The open house is on Saturday from 10 to 2, so that's over the lunch hour. Is there going to be a place you can eat over there? Our restaurant, our clubhouse, is fully open, yes. Okay. And what a great clubhouse it is, too. I'm there, uh, you know, sometimes two or three times a week. It's great. Yeah. As I say, that's the best way to get people in Prince George to come out to something is to say, there's going to be food. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, food <laughs> and right. view of the rink. That's yes. the best part is you can watch while you eat. Yeah. That's right, yes. And so now, that's on Saturday... The following weekend, October 20th to 22nd, you've got some big names coming in. We do. We have Russ Howard and Marianne Arsenault mm-hmm. with Grant Odishaw, and they run an Academy of Curling program. So they are going to be coming to our rink, exactly that, on Friday, October 20th. And they will be putting on four clinics over the weekend. Wow. Um, it's a great opportunity for, you know, we've never had this caliber, I mm-hmm. guess, of curlers come do a coaching clinic yeah. with us. Yeah, And we, those really are big names. Like, that's not kidding around. That's, that's uh, you cannot get better yeah. instruction than Arsenault and, and Howard. <laughs> that's right. And now, Frank and I were talking about this before the show. Grant Odishaw, and I was saying, okay, I recognize that name, but I can't think of where. Is he better known as a coach? Um, you know, he's a Canadian mixed doubles champion. Wow. He's been in the Nationals 18 times. He's okay. a Briar runner-up. Okay, he's, so he's not just... He's no, a lot. It's just, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so he's not just a coach. No, so that's a full trio coming. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> so now, what what kinds of clinics are you running? Like, I'm going to guess none of them are Sterling. Um, so on senior, our first clinic is Friday at 11.30 on October 20th, and it is a senior slash stick clinic. Uh-huh. So... People who do deliver with the stick will be able to get some instruction and strategy and whatnot from them. Um, that is my clinic that is almost full. I only have about four or five spots left in my senior stick clinic, and that's Friday from 11.30 to 3.30. Okay, and we'll get this again later, but if people are listening to this and going, well, I, that's what I want to get into, how do they register? You can just call me at the office, uh, 250-563-0357, extension 2. Mm-hmm. You can email me, um, curling at pggolfandcurlingclub.com. And um, I also have our website, pggolfandcurling.com. There is a link there to online registration as well. Perfect. Okay, so that's the senior and stick on Friday morning slash afternoon. What else have you got for uh, clinics that they're putting on? So following the senior stick clinic, we have a novice clinic Friday, October 20th from Mm -hmm. 5 to 9. Now, this isn't a learn to curl. Like, they do expect you to have some curling experience. And some knowledge. Um, so if it's just been a while, you know, that's a great clinic, or if you've only been in a league for a little bit, or, you know, maybe played a couple bond skills, you know the strategy, you know the concept of the game, but would like to learn a bit more. So the novice clinic runs from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the Friday evening. Mm-hmm. It's about half full. Okay. So I have quite a few spots left there. Um, but this is our last minute town. It will start filling in the <laughs> <Yes>. next week here. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's the two things about Prince George. If you offer food, they'll show up and they'll wait until the last minute to do anything. I know. <laughs> well, I think we always wait for the weather around here some yes. days, too. <laughs> yeah. So then what happens on Saturday? Saturday is a full day clinic. It's an intermediate clinic running from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. There will be a lunch provided, and that comes included with your cost of registration. That clinic is about three-quarters full. Um, We still have room in that clinic, but it's a popular one. And um, following that clinic, Saturday night, we are doing the banquet. We're having a dinner, and Russ Howard will be our keynote speaker. So starting at 5.30, we'll do cocktails, dinners at 6, and tickets for that are $30 a person, so that's a great deal. That's an amazing price. I'm shocked by that, actually. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. People can register for the banquet through that same website and everything? Same. Yep, you bet. Call me, email me, online Mm. registration, whatever works best. That's why... Russ Howard is doing the coaching because he had to earn his supper. Yes. <laughs> so you were saying to Neil, four clinics, we've talked about three. By my account, that leaves one to talk about yet. Yes, and this is the full day clinic that will wrap things up on Sunday. Ooh, another full so day. Sunday, yeah, October 22nd, again from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. 
And this one they are calling another intermediate clinic, but they're encouraging teams to join as a team. And you will get, you know, a little bit of strategy, like coaching and Mm -hmm. just, you know, teamwork concepts and whatnot. And this clinic is also just over half full as well, so I've still got some room there. I've got some people that I know are going to be signing up this weekend, and I expect, yeah, I expect most of my classes to fill, honestly, I know. So you're actually, I guess you're kind of figuring and maybe even hoping that the open house on Saturday may see a fair number of people sign up for the different clinics as well. Exactly, you bet. Okay. So... How, when is the first Bonspiel then at the Prince George Golf and Curling Club this year? Oh, I'm going to have to look at my phone oh, here. Sorry. <laughs> it is the first weekend in November. Wow, quick. Um, Coming quick. One sec here. Is that the third and fourth? Sounds like yes. So these clinics, I mean, if you're yes. a team, so that would be great November, to go in the clinic. November 4th and 5th. Mm-hmm. We will be having our first Bonspiel here. It'll just be a Saturday and Sunday Bonspiel, no Friday night curling. Yeah. And I will have the full event details with that at our open house and on our website soon. We're just trying to decide if it's going to be an open Bonspiel or a mixed Bonspiel. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. So how long, I, I just got to ask, how long have you guys been putting together the Academy of Curling Clinics event? Because it, it seems like that's not something you just call Russ Howard up like a week ago and say, hey, how about if you come out to Prince George? <laughs> um, no, the process started back, I believe, in May. <sighs> and, you know, just making things work with ice time. And they are booked, like, mm. almost every weekend all over the place, like... All three of them are coming from different locations to fly here to Prince George for our clinic. And they have also an Academy of Curling Facebook page that you can follow. And oh. I've been seeing that they've been all over the place at all sorts of different ranks. And for their yeah. uh, their appearance here in Prince George, uh, would I be able to assume that there'd be people from out of town who might come to Prince George to take part in, in that uh, high level? Curlers. Yeah, I've got colors from Smithers, um, I think Chetwind, Vanderhoof, and Cornell. Yeah, we tried to reach out to our outline, you know, little local communities and mm-hmm. get uh, them in. Yeah, absolutely. So it's great for the uh, local economy as well as local curling. Yes, yeah. Hopefully it brings a few people to town for the weekend for sure. And I guess that's another reason to hold it so early, like actually before the season has even started, is you got a better chance of the weather being good to get everybody into town. Yes, so exactly. Up, living up north, you know, mm. having it in October, mm. our roads should still be good and clear. So, uh, I don't golf, so you'll have to educate me on this. Is the uh, the golf side of the club still operating right now? It is still open right now. Um, they are doing shotgun starts in the morning, and you have to call the pro shop now for a tea time. I don't think you can book anything online now. Right on. I, I know that in another town not too far from here, they're holding a, uh, what's good, it's the first time they're doing it, but it's called a uh, sticks and stones tournament where your your foursome has to be a golf foursome in on one day and a curling foursome <laughs> the next day. Oh, that sounds like a great idea for next year. Yeah, because there's a bit of overlap there but in northern BC. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. 
So, to Neil, again, easiest thing I think at this point is what is the website that people go to to get information on the open house and registering for the different clinics? Um, which would just be our main pggolfandcurling.com. Mm -hmm. Our main website, it has all the links to all of our different leagues. It's got an events list of all our upcoming bond fields for the season. And it's a good place to stay tuned for um, a kids' camp. We are going to be hosting a kids' camp on Sunday, November 12th. Ooh. Okay. Yes, and that is a learn-to-curl camp for kids aged 10 to 15, and we will have more information about that at the open house as well. And <laughs> That might be the most important event of the year, short of the Kelly Cup. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the kids, you know, getting these juniors and getting these kids out onto the ice is the future of our sport, so yeah. it's really important to us. Okay. To Neil Moore, Curling Coordinator at the Prince George Golf and Curling Club, thanks very much for taking the time to bring us up to date on what sounds like a very busy end of October for you. It is a busy start to the curling season, and you bet, but that's good. We like a busy curling season. I think you can hack it. Yes, uh, <laughs> we can. <laughs> okay, thanks very much, to Neil. Thank you. Okay. Have a good day. You too. Okay, um, let's go to a break. We'll go to a break and be back with some more on Post to Post. There's a river of birds in migration, a nation of women with wings. Wings, a series of news and current affairs programs by and about women around the world. Produced and distributed by the Women's International News Gathering Service. Listen for Wings, the Women's International News Gathering Service, Wednesday nights at 9.30 here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Lunch is on at the Elder Citizens Recreation Association. Open Monday through Friday, excluding holidays. Enjoy a nutritious and delicious meal at a great price. Stop by the center to pick up this month's menu schedule or find it online at eldercitizens.wixsite.com slash website. For more information, you can also contact the center at 250-561-9381. That's lunch, available Monday through Friday from 1130 to 1 at the ECRA on 10th between Vancouver and Winnipeg Streets. Spooktacular artisans, unearthly holograms, creepy ambiance, and more will be the order of the day when Studio 2880 presents The Nightmare Market. Spookier than ever, stop by to check out the pumpkin patch and pick up some treats. But watch out for those tricks. Vendor opportunities are still available. Full details can be found through the Nightmare Market link under Programs and Events at Studio2880.com. The Studio 2880 Nightmare Market, Saturday, October 21st from 6 to 9 at Studio 2880. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, mainly sunny, a high of 14. Tonight, clear, fog developing overnight, a low of 1. On Thursday, morning fog, then sunny with a high of 15. Back on Post to Post, Alan and Frank with you today. Wow. Sounds like it's going to be kind of busy over at the curling club for the next couple of weeks before the season even starts. And I love how they can build into the season, right? Because yeah. they've got their first 
Bonspiel coming up in November, but they've Begin got all November. these opportunities yeah. to get out during October and practice, yes. get uh, get up to speed, maybe even get introduced to the sport and realize mm. that uh, even if you've never played before, there's still a place for you I know. right away. Yeah. After after I'd been curling for two or three years, there were still some people who didn't believe I had ever curled before. Well, curling is kind of like golf, and there's oh. a reason they're paired together that way, yeah. I think. It's because it's really humbling. It doesn't matter if you played for five minutes yeah. or 15 years. You can still blow it yeah. any time. <laughs> well, the one, the one difference, though, Frank, when was the last time you had to go out of bounds to play your curling shot? <laughs> I've never had to... <laughs> No, fire a curling shot out of the bunker. No. Yeah, it would be interesting if you had to. They could combine sports somehow, I'm sure of it. Yes. I like the sticks and stones of it. Yes. That's a Dave Plant um, invention down in Quinell. Okay. And uh, because they do very typically have a, a long fall down there. Yeah. But uh, they got a, a new ice plant down there. Mm. And this is happening a lot. Infrastructure was put in at about the same time all across the province, mm-hmm. all across Western Canada, really. Yeah. And they're falling apart and dying right about now. Burns Lake's rink is out now until so, yes. January. Wow. Down in the Kootenays, they lost uh, two yes, uh, hockey that. rinks because they're attached to the same ice plant yeah. and they they died and this happened in Quinell about two years ago I guess so they yeah. got in a new ice plant so now they can put the ice in really dependably mm-hmm. and make sure they catch that overlap of the golf season yeah. so they can have this combined event where they have the the outside foursome also being the inside foursome. The other thing that's interesting, of course, with curling and golf is, A, so many places are like here, the golf and curling club. Yep, they, they, they fit together And a lot nicely. of times, not so much now, because curling has become almost like a year-round sport for the top names. But it used to be that like a guy like Russ Howard, say, years ago, was probably maybe like the golf pro at that course during yes. the summer. yep. That's right. So he had a full-time job. It's just a little bit different from one time to the next. Absolutely. And now both sports are year-round. Yes. Yeah, well, golf, I get indoor In, golf. Indoor golf yes. is, is a thing. Practicing and, uh, and oh, using yeah. those indoor facilities yeah. to, uh, to work on your stroke is, uh, is becoming quite, it's not just on vogue. It's just a, no. it's a matter of course now. You just, you do it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the way. The elite yeah. continue to be elite. Now, let's get to this before we forget, because it's a name that you threw out at the beginning of the show when yeah. I said we're going to start on the ice. Right. Carolina Hiller. Carolina! Yes. I'm so proud of her. I remember watching her. My son was a speed skater okay. when he began before he was a hockey player. And uh, so the, the blizzard was quite a family and little little Kyle was out there with little Carolina Hiller <laughs> and boy oh. her results oh. aren't so little now are they no two years in a row 500 meter Canadian champion and she came silver in the thousand third, I think third was the third thousand. third yes. in the thousand which yes. are completely different oh, yeah. those are no the 500 meter is a sprint yeah you just go no, for it the thousand it's it for people who maybe don't know that much about speed skating but maybe know something about track and field. It's like the 400-meter race has become a sprint. The 800 is still that sort of in-between distance on the track. That's you a great analogy. You can't really go a full sprint for 800 meters. There's a whole lot of strategy involved yep. in the 1,000 when yes. you're in speed skating because yep. of the. it's just outside that, that yep. sprint that, distance. Yep, you, that, you're, yep. You've got to have but more than lung power. The way people are training and everything, though, 
I would, I'm going to say 2023, I'm going to say by the Olympics of 2030, you're going to see skaters who can basically sprint the thousand. I, I would think that's true. Yes. Yep, absolutely. Now, they may not win. And they may only get 990 meters and then collapse to the ice and hopefully skid far enough to get across. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm thinking about cross-country skiing and the way that oh, uh, that has the, the same yes. kind of sense to it, right? The, the, the one kilometer, oh, you just you throw go. everything. You yeah. throw everything at it, even though it's too far to be called a sprint. Yeah. I mean, but it still has to behave as one because yeah. you have no room for error, no margin yeah. for losing even a, a couple of seconds. You've got to bear down and, and be perfect. Yes. And that's what the 1,000 meters is to me, which tells me that Carolina isn't just no. a fitness freak. Yeah. She is also <laughs> quite a student of the sport. Yes. And I will just throw in a quick note as well, because we're talking cross-country skiing a little bit, of course, Para Worlds. And coming the very Canada soon. Cup coming up, the World Cup coming up in March, I want to say. I, I believe it's... Uh, uh, suddenly my brain is glitching, but I believe I think it's it, the first week of March. Yeah, because I think it was September they held the six month out, which... Yeah, that'd be March. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By golly. And the only reason it's blending in my brain is because there's been so many events oh, out there. At the, yes. the, that gem of a facility that Prince George has. The uh, We just all call it Otway, but it's the yeah. Caledonian Nordic, Nordic Ski, Ski Center. Club, yeah. And, uh, and it's wow. not just Nordic Ski Center, the trail. I was out in Myworth on Monday for Thanksgiving dinner. And on the way back in, so this would have been around 6 o'clock Monday evening, the parking lot at Otway wasn't packed, but there was a fair number of vehicles in the parking lot, people just using the trails. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's a year-round facility. Oh, yeah. Cross-country runners use it. Yeah. They interlock it with other trails that lead right up to UMBC, yeah. the Greenway Trails there. And they've got the lit trails now as well. And that so is going much. to be a game-changer. The more and more trails that yeah. become lit, because the that more athletic activity can yeah. happen. When I've talked talk with Kevin, pa- Kevin Patterson from Caledonia Nordic before, he says their basic idea, as long as they can get the funding, he doesn't see any problem with it. He says their, their plan is every year add a little bit more yeah. to the lit trails. Now, the caveat to all this is they do have to save up a little bit, and, and oh. I hope a whole bunch of grant money is going to come in for mm-hmm. this and sponsorship money, too, paving some of those trails. It doesn't yes. have to be all of them. No. But if you they can have pave a segment, yeah. then that doesn't oh. just change the local game for uh, being able to uh, you know, field a competitive athlete. Yeah. It actually attracts athletes from Europe to come oh. here. Well, and the, the reason is- that's important is because of Canmore. Yeah. Canmore has, I mean, that's the national training, training center, center yeah. and uh, it's very close to Prince George on that global sense. Yes. But people don't want to fly all the way from Europe to Canmore and train just in Canmore and go no. back home. They'd rather come and do a circuit. They'd yep. rather hit a couple of different events. Get different so trails. Prince George, yep. we're not, we wouldn't be competing with Canmore. No. We would be complementing Canmore's yep. abilities and goals to reach out and bring those world-class athletes here because it wouldn't just be the one spot. The other thing was, if they can get the, the pavement out at uh, Awey, it means I won't see the same thing I have in past summers. Where like in past years, I'm pretty sure a few times I saw um, Emily Dixon 
out on the road on the road in the summer on the on the roller skis practicing yes yeah th- that happens a lot i know and and still will to a degree oh, yeah. but yeah it's yeah but give them paved trails and they'll be much more likely to go on there and, and much safer too oh, I mean, really definitely. especially with prince george drivers man i tell you there, there's some it's a narrow road all it is there yeah i know but uh, no, I mean, well, it's it's better now than it used to be because they have done a fair bit of paving on it. Yeah, but, but uh, boy, if there's still, a road that they should expand oh. wide out there, I know yes. it's kind of impeded by the railroad tracks are a little bit. Yeah. But holy cow, yeah. what a great road for biking of all kinds, yeah. running of all kinds. Interface it with the uh, the big events that go on yeah. in town, like uh, Iceman, where there's a lot of a lot oh. of um, well, they use out there pedestrian traffic yeah. on that stretch. Yeah. Okay, we are going to go to another quick break. When we come back, Frank and I will think of something to talk about. Won't be hard. On Post to Post. The Alzheimer's Society of BC's Northern Interior, Northwest and Northeast Resource Centre is located at 1811 Victoria Street. The centre is currently offering virtual support only, but can be reached by calling 250-564-7533 or toll-free at 1-866-564-7533. You can also email info.princegeorge at alzheimersbc.org. The Northern Interior, Northwest and Northeast Alzheimer's Resource Centre for those suffering from dementia across northern BC. Well-known composer Christine Donkin has been commissioned to write a piece for the Prince George Conservatory of Music's 40th anniversary. The conservatory faculty will perform the new composition at their May 26th chamber concert. As part of this project, there will also be a collaboration with the Prince George and District Music Festival, and Donkin will give a series of free composing workshops. Music students interested in these workshops should contact the Conservatory of Music. Registration for the Music Festival is available at PG musicfestival.com. Your Prince George Public Library is giving you a chance to write someone a letter. On Thursday from 4.30 to 5.30 in the Chaco branch, they're hosting a letter-writing party. You supply the idea and the sentiment, they supply the paper, stickers, stamps, and more. If you can't make the party, take-and-make kits are available. It's a letter-writing party, 4.30 to 5.30, Thursday at the Chaco branch of your Prince George Public Library. Okay, i got to say it. That was One Way or Another by David Bradstreet. And one way or another, you knew we were going to talk about hockey at some point on Post to Post. Well, we may it as well is go winter. Now. Yes. And there's a lot to talk about. It's not just a one-topic conversation when no, just focused on local stuff. Let's, shall we start at sort of the top and work down? Absolutely. Uh, the U18 Caribou Cougars will be... Uh, uh, excuse uh, me. Oh, no, no. Maybe a step above. Okay, the U13 no, Northern story. Capitals yeah, girls no, no, no. team. The uh, maybe you had the Cougars part right. Oh, um, the, the, should we talk the, about uh, Jansen the Harkins over, then? The over eighteen Cougars. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Jansen Harkins just briefly. Okay. Last night the puck dropped between Sidney Crosby and Connor Bedard, mm-hmm. and on the wing was Prince George connected Jansen Harkins. Yes. He was he was picked up a waiver claim by the Penguins from Winnipeg, yeah. and uh, it wasn't just a depth move. They stuck him right in the lineup, and the very first night was history night for mm. for him. He got to play against yeah. his old pal Connor Bedard. <laughs> now, CHL rankings came out yesterday for I think week two. The Cougars, number seven in Canada. Number seven in Canada. Portland, number one. Moose Jaw, number five. Saskatoon, number six. 
Prince George number seven. So again, the dub was the one that got the four of the ten. It's always one of the three leagues gets four. In this case, it was the Ontario and the Quebec League. He's got three. That's almost always the way it works. Yeah, it's it has to be broken up that way yeah. because I don't know how you can be six no. and two with a goal differential yes. that the that the oh. Prince George Cougars have and not well, be. Well, for one thing, you've got Tarek Paratic on your team. But he's not the only one. I know. But let's talk but about him. Rookie of the we week. We talked about him when he was this rookie of the week. This is not a repeat last the by the week, time. Yeah, yeah, this is not a repeat yeah. broadcast. They played three games this week, four goals and two assists. So again, second week in a row, rookie of the week for the WHL. Now, the thing is, he's not... Last week, he was leading the WHL in scoring. He isn't this week. Because you know, Andre Becker is. Yeah, Andre <laughs> Becker of the Cougars is, with 19 points. Parasek and Zach Funk of the Cougars have 18 points each. And between 18 and 11, which represents the yeah. top 10 scorers in the WHL, yeah. seven of those top 10 scorers are yeah. Cougars. Now, one little note we should make is I was looking at the Cougars have played more games than any other team in the WHL. But, so they've had chances. But if you chances. look at their goals oh, yeah. oh, for and against so per game, yes. they are on a rip. And I'm not yeah. sure the Cougars have ever, in the history of at least the Prince George part of the franchise, I don't think they've ever scored at such a torrid pace to begin a season. Well, the other thing is, not even just the scoring, I'm trying to remember the last time the Cougars got off to this kind of a start Yeah, in I can't season. think of that. They, I, I don't. They usually have... They, to me, it seems they've always had that reputation of they get off to a slow start. And some years, it's because, yeah, like, you know, our our best goalie, our two top forwards, and three of our best defensemen are still in NHL training camps. Yeah. This year, everybody... Even though they were nicely. there in NHL yeah. training camps, that part but, was still true. Yeah. But they got... Um, they which just, one was it? Uh, it wasn't Kane Zimmer. It was Riley Height was here just before the season started. He came back. Kane Zimmer came back the first weekend, and Ty Young came back the first weekend. So they've got everybody back now. It's, uh, I mean, I've, I, on paper, I, I dared to look at that roster and go, wow, these guys should make some noise this year. Yes. But I did not expect them to oh. basically rip the sails off the boat. Yes. And, uh, yeah, these guys are, uh, they're, they are something yeah. to, I would not want to be their next opposition. I just want to. Well, that would be Swift Current. Swift Current. The Broncos <laughs> are in town tonight. Yes. Then a quick turnaround, and one of those kind of fun games, if you will, for the Cougars. It's one again, one of their rivals on Friday, Friday the thirteenth. The Cougars are in Kelowna. In Kelowna, the past few seasons has always been sort of, if you want to take the triumvirate, if you will, Kamloops, Kelowna, Prince George. Kelowna has been sort of top dog the past few seasons. Yeah, and. Now, they're not. They're, they're not. They're you not you can't bad. take them for granted. They've got no. a couple of. Oh, of yeah. uh, I mean, again, left for one. Uh, yes. There's a couple of top twenty scorers. Yes. On the Kelowna Rockets, but this will be. So, if nothing else as well, this will be a good barometer for the Cougars. Playing against Kelowna. Yep. In Kelowna. On Friday the 13th, where there'll be black cats wandering across the ice. <laughs> Mirrors breaking left or yes. right. I would not want to be wearing number 13 on the Cougars, though. I'll say that. Or maybe you do. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's double luck. Because then you got an excuse. 
Well, of course I didn't play very well, Coach. Did you see what number you gave me? <laughs> Unless this devolved too much, I do not endorse the idea of superstitions at no. all. No, I'm not superstitious, knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next home games after tonight. Next home games. Um, it's again a kind of a strange one. October the 21st, which I believe is then a Saturday? I think that is a Saturday. Gosh. Kamloops is in town. And October the 22nd, Medicine Hat's in town. So again, it's it's like the Spruce Kings started the season, where they played two different teams their first weekend at home, which is unusual. Same thing for the Cougars to some extent. It's not that normal for them to play two different teams back-to-back. And I think it's great for the fans. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you, you know, you're, if you're going to come out to those games, seeing seeing that uh, I know a, there there is something to be said for enjoying a series, but yes. a bit of a grudge match, the second game, you know yeah. that kind of thing. But when it's a completely different slate, for yes. me anyway, yeah. that's a better fan. Well, I know, I, I know. I talked to people in the past who said, "Yeah, we've got so and so coming in for the two games this weekend. I'm going to see what happens on Friday night and then decide where." Yeah, you go pick Saturday. one, maybe. Yeah, yeah. or they can all. What, you know, maybe the Cougars win eight to one on Friday night. You're going, no. I mean, you know, yes, I would love to see the Cougars, but I, I want to see a more competitive game than that. And when you think about all the great players that each team has, oh. right? You really are going to watch a WHL game, not just for the Cougars, but to see the up and coming yes. NHL stars of the future and Olympic yeah. stars of the future. Watching those back to back or you know oh, relatively yes. tight time frame games against different teams just gives you more of that sense. Yes. Okay, some quick notes on the Spruce Kings, because they didn't play at all on the weekend. And they lost in Merritt last night. They had a 10-day stretch without a game there? Wow. They lost 6-3 in Merritt last night, so they're making up for it now. They play in Penticton tonight and in West Kelowna on Friday. Well, so a yeah, very quick three-game semi-Okanagan road trip. That Merritt game, I mean, you throw in a, a road trip as well, it, yeah. it's... Uh, it asks a lot of a team to to be you know sharp after a yes. ten day period where you're off, and then also yeah. throw a road trip in. And they made a couple of moves over the uh, time off. They added a forward, Lucas Vieux from the Sherwood Park Crusaders of the Alberta Junior Hockey League. He's a forward, eighteen years old, committed to Colgate University for next year. Uh, to make room for him, they traded forward Dylan Wenger to Merritt for. Say it with me now, Frank. Future considerations. <laughs> yes. And the other, a, the other former Spruce, Spruce King, King uh, that uh, that sniped the uh, the Kings the other night in Merritt. Yeah. And the other Spruce Kings, note quickly, um, Ty Greaves has committed to the Princeton Tigers Ivy League team, who actually play in the East Coast Hockey League, or East Coast Hockey Association. Yes, not uh, the For ECHL, the 2024 season, yes. Yeah, so he'll be playing college hockey level. in and Princeton. That's, the Princeton is a formidable hockey program. Yes, and it's Ivy League. So yeah. it's not like... Formidable education program. Yes, so that's great. Okay, take another quick break. We'll be back with more, and we might even still be talking some hockey on Post to Post. If you love building with Lego, the Prince George Public Library is giving you a chance to indulge your passion. The library has free drop-in sessions for Lego builders ages 5 to 18 on Mondays at the Downtown Branch and Tuesdays at the Nechaco Branch. Each session runs from 3 to 5, with no sessions on holiday Mondays. The library supplies the Lego, you supply the creativity. 
That's free drop-in Lego time, Mondays at the Downtown Library and Tuesdays at the Nechackle Branch, from 3 to 5 each day. Studio 2880's next Kids Pro D-Day Art Workshop is Art Journaling with Cindy Framst, Friday, October 20th. Your child will have fun with mixed media, creating exciting pages, and having a great time playing with art. The workshop is good for ages 6 to 12, but space is limited, so sign your child up today under Youth Programs at Studio2880.com. Art Journaling with Cindy Framst, the next Pro D-Day Art Workshop, Friday, October 20th from 9 to noon at Studio 2880. If you're an adult who identifies as a member of the LGBTQIA2S plus community or an ally, the downtown branch of the Prince George Public Library is holding a queer games night on October 19th. It's a chance to meet new people who are members of your community, play some Super Mario Kart, or try out a new board game. Library Queer Game Nights are held once a month at the downtown branch. Queer Games Night is a free drop-in event from 6 to 7.30, October 19th, at the downtown branch of the Public Library. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, mainly sunny, a high of 14. Tonight, clear, fog developing overnight, a low of 1. On Thursday morning, fog, then sunny, with a high of 15. Back on Post to Post, and... Okay, Frank, we're going to keep talking hockey. Hmm. Now... We'll talk about the U18 Caribou Cougars. Oh, cool. Yes. yes. Two games this weekend. Yes. I, of course, didn't go to see them, but and they weren't here, though. Uh, no, I mean this coming weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're playing in weekend, town. Though. It's a, this past you know, weekend, though, they were down in Cantaloupes. Yes. And they beat the Thompson Blazers 4 nothing and 5-2. I can say 4 nothing because it's hockey we're talking about. So yes, yeah, not, not 4 nil. Yes. Although it was 4 nil. Yes. Uh, and they've got the Vancouver Northeast Chiefs coming in for a pair of games this weekend. Big surprise, they're playing in Kin 1. Yeah, yeah, I love wow. Kin 1. Yes. If you oh. haven't been out, this oh. is your chance because it's a free game to watch. Yes. There's no charge to watch. It's no. very high-level hockey. Yeah. And Kin 1 is just a delight oh. to watch a hockey game in. Yeah. The wood roof, the big sweeping arch, yeah. it's oh, so good. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, 2.15. Sunday at 10.30 are the two games this weekend for the U18 Cougars. Uh, the U17 Cougars also played the Thompson Blazers on the weekend, but they played them at home. I had noticed in the past, it doesn't seem like it's happening this year, but in the past it seemed like there were a couple of the Cougars teams that sort of did that. I think they had the same teams in both leagues. So they would set the schedule. So if the Blazers were playing us here in the one level, we were playing the Blazers down there in the other. And from a, no an conflict. ice coordination point oh, of view, that makes total yes. sense, hey? Yeah, uh, but the U-17 Cougars beat the Blazers 6-2 and 3-1 at home. Now, they're at a showcase this weekend in Langley, but it's a kind of an, it's a strange one to some extent because they're only playing two games as far as I can tell. It's a long way to go just showcase. for two, yeah. right? Yeah. They're going to be playing the Valley West Giants and the Okanagan Rockets. Then the following weekend, October 21st and 22nd, they're home to the Vancouver Island Royals. So uh, some action happening there. I'll have the game times and everything on that uh, next week. The U15 Cougars, they had a busy weekend. They yes. were off. They, they had a busy weekend golfing. Yes. <laughs> they are at the Okanagan Rockets on Saturday and Sunday. They host the Thompson Blazers, 21st and 22nd. Uh, the Northern Capitals, the female U18, 
weekend off, which is not unusual in their league because they've only got five teams. So you yes, get a it's lot tougher. of time off. Yeah, it, 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 it's yeah. hard in northern BC to get an, as many oh. games in yes. as well because of the, the distance. Yeah. So, and what they've got then is this weekend, again, because they've only got five teams, they play three game sets. So they're at the Thompson Okanagan Lakers. I believe it's it's interesting. Two of the games are in Kelowna and one's in Verna. So they're playing them Friday through Sunday. Their next home games are that same weekend, October twentieth to twenty second. Against, yeah, the Fraser Valley Rush, the perennial powerhouses of the U eighteen female hockey team of league. Yeah. Ugh. Can't speak to how they are this year. No. But, uh, we played them a couple of times at that showcase at the beginning of the season. At the right at the start. And I think they lost 4 nothing the one game, but the other game they played them, I want to say, was 4-3 or 3-2. Like, it was a closer game. But, and uh, even the 4 nothing is the, oh, like just a couple of line change one, differences, yeah. right? I mean, the, oh. and that game changes on its head. And again, compared to what we've seen for scores in the past... Yeah, the rush is... Uh, oh. Yes. Seems to have an advantage. And speaking of scores we've seen in the past, um, <clears throat> hate to bring this up, but let's go up the hill. UBC uh, soccer. Speaking of hockey scores, yes, not a good weekend. And for the here women, we can use the word nil. But they were playing the number one ranked team in the country, UBC Thunderbirds. It's it. It was a tennis match. Love six, love six. <laughs> <laughs> I can get it. Yeah. The second game, though. Britton Hinch, second-year keeper. Williams Lake product? 15 saves. 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 Plus the six goals. Yes, plus the six goals. So that's 21 shots on goal. And in soccer, they usually, I've noticed they, especially like over in like the English Premier League, the number of shots as opposed to shots on goal are usually different. Because I think what they do is if I shoot the ball towards the net and you defend it as a defender, they're going to count as a shot because I took a shot. Yeah, in hockey, they have a similar stat, but it's just called an attempt, the shot attempt, which is a a great stat, but it's a different stat than... But this was still 21 shots for (sighs) the UBC Thunderbirds. Yeah, they were, they were, I think the, uh, the word was under siege. Yes. Yeah, what word? But again, the number one team, and we're getting late enough into the season that UBC is obviously saying, okay, now we want to polish things up for in the playoffs and everything. Yeah. Uh, and let's not forget that UBC oh. has some gargantuan um, advantages oh. over a school like UNBC when it comes to a, any sports program, yes. let alone one oh. that is population-dependent as much as soccer yeah. is. Now, the women finished their season this weekend hosting UBC Okanagan. They play five thirty. They play five thirty on Friday, and noon on Sunday. Finish their season. The men had the weekend off. Again, we've mentioned it before. This is the strange thing about the soccer is because there's a different number of teams in men's and women's soccer in Canada West. Their schedules don't always match up. This weekend, though, the men are also at home, but they're hosting Fraser Valley. Aha! Uh-huh. So we've got two different teams showing up. Uh, they play Fraser Valley 7.45 on Friday, so right after the women's game at Masters Place. And the same on Sunday. The women are at noon. The men are at 2.15. This is not the end of their season, though. They go down to UBCO the following weekend to wrap up their schedule. And again, I was looking at the schedule. I was looking at the standings, and I can't, I can't, I can't find anything on the Canada West about who makes the playoffs. 
but it's usually a crossover between the Pacific and the Prairie Divisions, and I can't see UNBC, like, the women are not going to, it's that simple, because they're in last place. The men aren't in last place, but I don't think they're in a position where even if they win on their next, well, if they win all four of their games, they might get into that last spot. But I wouldn't put any money on it. I'm suddenly having strange organizational fantasies about mixed soccer. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Where where you have to have an equal number of males and females on this pitch at all times. Well, swap be, your goalie so it, that it, uh, one half is female and the other half is the male goalie, and uh, go head to head with uh, in, on the same scenario. So yeah. if you go on these trips. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm really getting at is you get more bang for your buck as a player and yes. as an organization if you're going to do yeah. these long road trips. Yeah, of course. The other, it's great for the fans. The other thing that co- the coaches would probably hate you for that idea, though, Frank, is training. Because, again, what do you do if your men's team is scheduled to play a team that doesn't have a women's team? All of a sudden, it's your full men's team. Well, they have to. But they haven't practiced. It forces equalization. Much, but they haven't practiced as much as a team because they've been practicing playing with women on the field as well. Wah, so, wah. Well. That's, that's creating a bit of chaos. Chaos factor. It's okay. great for bookies. Yes, yes I love it. <laughs> okay, we are going to take a break and be back with the final portion of Post to Post after this. The Exploration Place has been offering school programming to classrooms across northern B.C. since 2001. Thanks to an $80,000 grant from the Drax Foundation, school visits and programs are being offered free of charge to northern B.C. elementary, secondary, and post-secondary schools. The goal is to support education and skills development in science, technology, engineering, and math. Bookings are still being accepted for the current school year. Teachers can initiate a booking by contacting the Exploration Place education team. The Prince George Public Library is teaming up with Theatre Northwest for another session of Reading Between the Wines on November 16th. It's a 19-plus evening of wine tasting and book recommendations based on the upcoming TNW production of Miracle on 34th Street. It's free, but registration is limited and it always fills up quickly. Register in person at either branch of the library or call 250-563-9251. Reading Between the Wines, a 19-plus evening at Theatre Northwest on November 16th from 7 to 9. The City of Prince George has volunteer positions available to sit on the Prince George Heritage Commission. The board meets quarterly, and board members take part in heritage-related projects throughout the year. Applications can be submitted through the Permits and Applications link under City Services at PrinceGeorge.ca, at the Legislative Services Division on the fifth floor of City Hall, or by emailing Legislative Services at PrinceGeorge.ca. The application deadline is 5 p.m. October 19th. And we are back on Post to Post, Alvin and Frank. Uh, let's see, what do we still got to talk about? Oh, we were just talking about football. We were. We were talking about uh, one of those, like, uh, how, why did you do that moments in Yes, in, uh, well, well, no, but Georgia I meant even before game. the break, we were talking about football. Different type of football. That's true. Yes. We got a little, a couple of other little football notes. The... Uh, they're now back to being the Prince George Kodiaks for this weekend. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, they had to play the Okanagan Sun again, this uh-huh. time down in the Okanagan. And it didn't go so well for them. 73 to 10. Oh, uh, it didn't go well. No. Twice now. Yes. They finished their season this weekend 
in Kamloops against the Broncos, who are winless on the season. Well, I was, yeah, I was just kind of forming the thought that uh, that Okanagan Sun team, I think they're good. They are. And the funny thing is, they are not the highest ranked team in the BC Football Conference this year when it comes to the Canadian rankings. I'm trying to remember who it is. I think it might be Langley. He's ranked ahead of them. Wow. Yes. I'm, I'm yeah, well, They played each other earlier in the season, and if it was Langley, they beat Okanagan. And since then, I think Okanagan's been mad. <laughs> <laughs> and they've been taking it out on the other teams in the league. And so is Langley. Uh, so again, that'll wrap up the Kodiak season uh, this Saturday down in Kamloops. Um, high school football. There's actually going to... But the game last Friday... Kind of a strange score. Nechaco Valley from Vanderhoof, 15, College Heights, 6. That's, so I've, I'm not I've sure seen a hockey game that got to that. I've seen certainly a, I've several seen, baseball games. I'm seeing a volleyball score. Yeah, that's right. It is a volleyball score. <laughs> and it's, I'm trying to figure out, okay, the 15, though, you know, the 6, to me, fairly obvious. Well, I can see two possibilities for the 6 for College Heights. Well, two field goals. Score a touchdown, or score a touchdown that didn't make the conference. Exactly, yeah. yep. But for Nechaco Valley, 15... It could have been five field goals because you guys just couldn't punch it in. It could have been two touchdowns with one converted and one a two-point convert. I mean, there's all kind. Of, and again, this is Canadian football. Or it could have been 15 singles that's true. because could you could never get across midfield. You kept punting. <laughs> that's right. It could have been one touchdown. And it, oh. it, it's almost like when you're at the bank machine and yeah. it asks you which bills you want. And yeah. every time you push a button, it, they all re- change. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it alters what you're going to get. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, what an interesting game that would have been to be at, because it would have been anybody's game right to the end. Yeah, that's that's a very low-scoring game as well. And I'm just trying to remember what Friday was like, and it wasn't bad weather. It might have been windy, which might have affected it, Hmm. because we had some wind on the weekend. But uh, this weekend, there's actually two games involving local teams, which is unusual. That is unusual. Shasti Kelly Road is hosting, although technically they're the visiting team, against the Jacko Valley, Saturday at 1 o'clock at Massage Place. PGSS is heading down to Salmon Arm for a game on Friday. A travel game in yes. high school? Well, it's an exhibition game. Wow, they, but you, still, they, I mean, it, yeah, it's one I thing know. when it's, you know, badminton or tennis yeah. or something, or it, even volleyball. Yeah. Football. This is a lot of players to move. That's yeah. a that's a that's a and bus trip. The other thing to me is kind of unusual is having an exhibition game at, at the this end point of the season. season. Yeah. yeah, I mean usually it, they've got a that's few. Great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Long story short, that's an outstanding opportunity for them. Good oh, for yeah. them. Yes. Yeah. Good for them. As I say, I. It took me a couple of weeks into the season to, to remember to get onto their website for the BC high school football. And so I didn't know what the exhibition games were earlier in the year. I'm wondering whether Salmon Arm had maybe come up here at the beginning of the season. Yeah, maybe. And this was like a reciprocal thing. But uh, it, well, whatever the scenario, good. And I, I, yeah. I hope there's more of that in the future. Yeah. Because and it's just, it, travel is what builds kids. Oh, yeah. And the two teams probably said, okay, we can either play in Prince George at the end of August, beginning of September, and in Salmon Arm at the middle of October, or we can do or it. We can, Let's mm, play yeah. in Prince George <laughs> when, when there's probably not going to be snow on the ground. Yeah, exactly. Because middle of October, well, it's fun. Sure. Let me tell you, I was oh. at the, two oh. weeks ago, I went and watched the, uh, at least part of the uh, Shasti versus oh. PGSS game. Yep. And, uh, 
And that was just fun. Yeah. Those kids oh, yeah. are... The officials were fun to watch. Even just the on-field officials yeah. were reason to go and watch the game yeah. because it's... Uh, it's a learning opportunity. It's very oh. amateur. It's, so it's casual is what yes. I'm saying. It's yeah. everyone's interacting. The officials are having a laughing time with the players yeah. and the coaches are, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's just a great atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, another high school sport that started. I, I was able to find rankings for high school boys volleyball. The most recent rankings I could find on the internet for high school girls were from, I think 2018. Hmm. Yeah. But high school boys volleyball, Cedars Christian is ranked number two in the single A boys at this point. Wow. And in the double A, DP Todd is number seven and Duchess is number eight. Oh, so wow. A local teams doing fairly well there. And, um, oh, yes, I've got one more note. Have you got anything quick, Frank? Yeah. Okay. I wanted to say hello, uh, a big shout out to Jess Pettis. Uh, 26-year-old motocross rider. Oh, okay. Jumped up two years ago to the 450cc class. Right. He had been riding 250s, and uh, he is on Team Canada and represented Team Canada in France. Uh, placed uh, to 52nd, I think. Mm. It wasn't a great finish, but, no. he, I mean, he's, he's on Team freaking he, yeah. Canada. And he's competing in the world. Competing in, in the, the world. world. Yes. Yeah, and uh, the really cool part about that is that team is managed by Courtney Lloyd, also of Prince George. Ah, okay. By the way, Courtney's a woman, you may have guessed. Groundbreaker yes. in that sport. Uh, my last note is actually a bit of a teaser, if you will, for next week. Do-do-do. Yes. Primetime Wrestling, Prince George-based group, announced a couple of days ago that their next tournament, not just a, a single card, a tournament, which is how they started things about a year ago, mm-hmm. is going to be November 3rd and 4th at the Roller Dome. Yeah, so great, great changing, spot for yes. that. Yeah. I'm glad they went back. I've seen wrestling there before. I've yeah. seen boxing there. It's oh, just yeah. a great venue for them. I mean, nothing wrong with um, the House of Ancestors. Nope, not at really all. It's, it's, in fact, I hope yes. that continues because yes. that's a fabulous one that for other reasons. Good, that might be a good spot for them to hold their, shall we say, single day cards. But when they've got the tournaments over two days. I'm guessing that that place is hard to get into these days because it's such oh. a go-to place for conferences and workshops. Yes. and uh, yeah, it's, What, the Roller Dome? <laughs> <laughs> no. no, House of Ancestors is a Class A facility. Yes. And um, the reason I said this was a little bit of a teaser is because I don't know for sure who it's going to be, but I have been in touch with Primetime, and they said, yeah. We'll come on the show next week to talk some more about the uh, event, the tournament. Nice. And it sounds like they've got some wrestlers coming in from out of town. And they will pro- I'm guessing if they do the same as they did for their first tournament last year was when they had the two title belts and they had one of them, they had the first winner on the first night and the other title belt, they had a, like a battle royal or something on the second night. So I suspect they're going to do the same thing here, where both the titles will be up for grabs at the tournament in the beginning of November. But we'll find out more about that next week. And we'll also, we're going to have a lot of hockey to talk about, too. Yes, undoubtedly. Yes, I think. I think just about everybody in the BC Elite Hockey League is in action this week, and the Cougars, and the Spruce Kings. Could be a whole and, hockey edition. No, it can't because we've got UMC soccer to talk about. <laughs> yes, 
and uh, some other stuff too. And uh, but we'll figure it all out next week on Post to Post. Owned and operated by the Prince George Community Radio Society, you're listening to CFISFM Prince George, a not-for-profit community radio station broadcasting with 500 watts of power at 93.1 FM.